Hello and welcome to the Business of Show Business podcast with me, your host, Jamie Boddy. Unpacking the skills needed for the entertainment and creative industries and celebrating those already in them. This is episode 12 of season one. We are near the end and what a fantastic time I've had recording the first season. There's still lots more in store. So thank you for staying with me on this journey. Today's episode is all about frequently asked questions that I often get about social media, marketing, strategy, having a website. And I thought instead of maybe sending out odd little messages here and there to people, this might be quite a nice way to keep them all in one spot. I do get asked quite a lot of questions and especially if you are listening in real time during COVID-19, I get almost daily messages, whether it's on Facebook or email or on my website about questions, some of which need a quick answer and some of which need more of a lengthier consultation. This is a solo episode, which I typically like to keep shorter than my interview episodes, but I'm going to try and answer as many questions as I can. If you have asked me a question and I've not got around to it, chuck me a message. Maybe we can book in a consultation or you can join my mentoring program. And also do go back and listen to previous episodes. I answer a lot of questions that were asked in those. So episode one on marketing for creatives, episode three on online presence and episode five on what to post on social media. There is also the freelancers toolkit episode, which might answer some of the smaller questions you have. If you are listening in real time, it is May 2020 and the British Podcast Awards have opened up its voting for the listener's choice category. If you are a listener of the podcast, I would love it if you could take 28 seconds to vote for the business of show business podcast. And yes, a friend timed themselves and it only took them 28 seconds. So head over to the website britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote type in the business of show business in the search section enter your name and email address and then all you have to do is click confirm to the email they send and now on with the main part of the show question one is do performers or freelancers really need to be on social media that might be obvious to some of you and some of you might not even be able to comprehend that some people even question being on social media but the answer is yes Some people feel that because they maybe have an agent or a website or a manager or they are freelancing within a bigger company, they themselves do not have to be on social media. But if you are a creative, a performer or freelancer, you should be on social media. It is the easiest and cheapest way to be involved in your industry and get your work, personality and your business or personal brand out there. As a performer, whether you are an actor, singer, presenter or dancer, don't limit your entertaining capacity to the size of that theatre, that gig or the event you are hosting. Social media allows you to perform and entertain to a wider audience. If you are an author, personal trainer, composer, photographer, dance school owner, the same applies to you. Being online allows you to engage with the audience you already have, grow a new audience and also increase your clientele and brand awareness. Although you can pay for social media advertising, so Social media is completely free and it's the easiest and quickest way for creatives to get out there. Most people will have a smartphone, whether that's an iPhone or an Android, you'll have the apps on your phone. Get out there, connect with the people you want to connect to, ask your customers and your audience what they want, perform, entertain, inspire, do get on social media. The second question is what platform should I be on? So this is a tricky one. Firstly, it comes down to the time you have to allocate to social media and also your aptitude and want to be online. Something I've said on previous episodes, I want to stress it again here, you do not have to be on every social media platform for work or business. However, if someone has contacted you on a platform for work or if your channels are open to the public or you personally have reached out to someone with a work-related message, you will want to make sure that that platform is work-friendly. As a performer, you need images and video clips that match who you are in real life that also showcase your skills that someone may see on stage or in an audition room. So show footage, rehearsal room content, gig material, 
in class. And again, not every post has to be work related. We know you are a real person. You are not a robot. But if you are auditioning a lot or performing, we need to see those aspects of you online. If you are a business as opposed to a personal brand or individual, such as a dance school owner or a well-being clinic, your posts are coming from the brand as opposed to you. So understandably, your content needs to showcase all of the services that your business offers and highlight to people why they should buy into you. Why are you the leading expert in your field? As a personal trainer, you may have images of you or a client working out. You may have testimonials, videos of short workout combos and so on. There is no set blueprint for every creative and every business. You are unique. And if someone's exact business model works for you step by step, then maybe you are not unique enough. Granted, there will definitely be crossover content, ideas and strategy which you can use which have helped other businesses to get their brand out there. But you are unique. You need to make them individual to you. Take what you can from them that will work for you. But don't fall into the trap and get frustrated if the growth model or visuals of someone else's brand don't work the same for you. And remember, come from a place of being authentic and add value. Question three is, should I have multiple accounts if I have different services I offer? This is definitely up there in the top three questions I get asked, probably on a weekly basis, whether that's from a performer who has a side hustle or if it's from a creative who makes money from a separate set of skills. So first things first, I want you to know that by having two accounts, you do split your time, you split your focus and ability to create content and your audience. But with that being said, does your side business or hustle relate to you as a creative? If you are a qualified personal trainer and you are also an actor, a singer or a dancer, there is some crossover content here. You can use elements of your side hustle or your side business on your personal or performing page. This shows that when you are not performing, you are still keeping fit. This also shows that there is an other side to you and that you have other passions. However, if you are wanting to build a big fitness clientele or, or build that side hustle into a business, you have to think, are the people who are buying your fitness services likely to hire you as a performer? Are they likely to hire you for a show or book you to perform a gig? They might very well buy a ticket to see you in a show or come to your gig, and you would hope they would do. But is the same person who buys a 10 package workout deal gonna then hire you to be in a year's musical contract or hire you for a tour or a cruise and the answer is probably no so in this case i'd have a separate fitness account to your personal or performing account as this will then satisfy both sets of your audience and your clients if your overall personal brand is a health and fitness performer then definitely keep one account but just make sure that it shows all sides of you and your services equally i know actors who are fantastic and passionate pts however when they book a show they struggle with trying to keep their fitness clients happy whilst also then going off on a tour for a year or going away on a cruise ship for six months so you do not want to alienate any of your followers so think if i keep it all on one account can I manage this to showcase how multifaceted I am to also keep all of my audience engaged? Obviously, not everyone's going to like every post, so do not think about that. I think, do you have a strong fitness clientele where you earn a good portion of your income from? And although they know and support that you are a performer, they come to you for fitness. So if by keeping your fitness account separate, can you keep that more up to date with weekly workout tips, food and nutrition and your services? If you are a, a performer and a baker or you are a presenter and also a showrunner, you might find it easier to have either a a second account as it's so different or b you might not even necessarily want to showcase your side hustle because it's more either a hobby or something that makes you money but it's not your career passion 
I always say your time is your most valuable asset and you don't want to invest it in people or jobs or projects that don't deserve it. So you don't want to spend lots of time investing on a separate account, trying to grow the audience and make money from it to only have to shelve it for six months to a year or two years as you go away on tour or your performing career or your other side passion takes over more. Question four, do you have to be on every social media network? I've briefly touched on this in another question during this podcast, but you do not have to be on every account for work. Look at the time you have and then also look at the social media platforms that you A, already use or B, have the time you're willing to invest in. If you are in the creative and entertainment industry, I would say you have to be on Instagram. It's a great storytelling platform and it is the best platform for showing what you do. A picture paints a thousand words so you can share visuals of what you do. For me, Twitter is one of my favourites, but I know it is not for everyone. It can be a source of negativity and trolling. However, it is great for news. There are funny one-liners and memes due to your character limit. And it's also fantastic for connecting and starting conversation. Finding the people you want to speak to allows you to connect with people that you wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity in everyday life. And also, a lot of people in their bios do have contact details. So if you are wanting to pitch to a journalist or submit your show reel or submit yourself an audition, quite often you can find some form of contact details on Twitter. When it comes to social media platforms and your online presence in general, I say the rule of three. Pick three platforms that you know you can use and master and then you can grow from there over time. For me, my top three are Instagram, Twitter and my website. From there, it goes to my email list, LinkedIn and Facebook. So I prioritise Instagram, Twitter and my website and then I allocate my time accordingly to what I have that week to my other platforms. It's better to really have a solid two or three platforms than to try and be on five or six and then find yourself really struggling to keep them up to date and diluting all that you have to offer. Question five, can I post the same thing more than once? Yes. However, you want to be careful. You don't want to just keep posting the same identical post, whether it's a year down the line, two months down the line. Yes, recycle an image or a video, but think how can you repackage this? So what I mean by that is, can you change the caption that goes alongside it? Is it now part of a throwback or this time last year I was here or on this day I was? Are you working with the same client or creative team again? So therefore you are able to reshare previous content. Are you a service-based company? So can you overlay a testimonial on that image? There are multiple ways to get value from the same piece of content. So again, think of the rule of threes, but in a different way here. So there's the build up to an event, there's the event in real time live, and then there's also the throwback of the archive content. So as a performer, it could be the lead up to a show. As a PD, it could be the launch of your new summer workout program. As an author, it could be the release of a new book. So you are building up to that event, you are building the buzz. Then there's the event live itself. So there is show week, there is the launch week of your PT course. There's the day when your book goes on sale, building that buzz. And then there is the post launch or post product buzz you want to keep it up there so it's your throwback content it's your testimonials it's your images from the event or from your workout launch there's so many ways in which you can repurpose the same event I had someone recently contact me about how to get the most value out of a music video that they were releasing on social media. So first of all, I would say, can you release a short teaser snippet of the video? So whatever you're comfortable getting out there to start with. So if that's like a 15 second or 30 second teaser of the video that teases people enough to want to come back and get the full video. 
Also, can you make a GIF from a certain section of the video or can you take any stills from the video? Don't spend ages creating this amazing product and then just posting it once and thinking that's it. In marketing, there's a term called evergreen content and that is basically making a piece of content timeless. So that video, there's the there's the build up, there's the launch of it live, there's then the archive coming back to it. There's the, an audience reaction of a video. There's so many ways in which you can repurpose content to get the most value from it. Again, if you spent so much time producing something, you want to ride that wave for as long as you can. I do want to say it is different if you are a writer or a blogger or if you are duplicating content exactly from one site to another. Don't just copy and paste an entire article. There are multiple reasons for that. If someone has commissioned you to write an article and then you post it on your website or try and get the article somewhere else word for word, that's obviously a faux pas in itself. That also affects SEO, which we will get on to later on in this podcast episode, which is search engine optimization. SEO does not like duplicated content and it may affect how your website is ranking. Of course, you can rework or change the angle of a piece. As a journalist, I know there are multiple ways in which you can approach a story. Are there different sides to be told? Is there a community angle? Is there a business angle? So of course, you can reuse an idea, but do rework it. Is there a way to make a piece evergreen? So maybe you don't need to rework it. Question six is, what should I post if I'm currently in between jobs? I cover this a lot more in podcast episode five on what to post on social media, but your value as a performer and as a human, as a creative, as a freelancer is so much more than just being on set, being on stage or in an audition. You can celebrate and support others in the industry. Social media, the key word is social. You can post about shows or films you are going to see Post about those who inspire you or books that inspire you. Give us that behind the scenes look at your life. We understand that you are not always on stage or in front of an audience or pitching a new idea. You are a human being. So it doesn't always have to be you in that Hollywood finish. Show us who you are. For me, I always have a little checklist in place when I'm not sure if I should post something. So as an entertainer, will this post entertain? Does it inspire? Does it start conversation or does it educate? If it ticks one of those, then I would say, yes, you are absolutely fine to post it. I will be going into my checklist in more detail for a future podcast episode. But in a nutshell, if it ticks one of those four, you're probably okay to post. Question seven is, can I post exactly the same image and caption to every social media network I am on? Yes, but again, rework it. Do not post identical images, videos and caption on every platform at the same time. You've got to think there's going to be some people that do follow you on multiple platforms, but there's also some people that don't follow you on multiple platforms. Just because they follow you on Twitter does not mean they need to follow you on Instagram. But then if they do follow you on both, they don't want to see the same content exactly. So think, first of all, can you stagger the day and the time in which you release your posts? Two, How can you change it up to fit that platform better? On Twitter, you have limited characters. So does your caption need to be more punchy? Does it have a call to action? So does it have a website link within the copy which sends them to an article that's adjacent to that post or send them to the show you are talking about? On Instagram, it's more about the visuals. So you've got to think, can I cut this image so it's more of a square or do I need to cut the video so it's only a minute to fit in my main feed? Look at the platforms you are using for work. Think how the audiences differ and then what you can take from each post to use on each platform about how you can rework it. 
Question A, should I connect with everyone who follows me? So basically, follow for follow. And no, you don't always have to follow back on Twitter or Instagram or accept every Facebook or LinkedIn request. Why? Because you are curating a network. You follow people you want to follow. So that could be because they inspire you, they're your competition, it's someone you want to work with. So someone is following you for a reason. Who you follow says a lot about you as a person. So it's okay to be selective if you are not sure. As a vanity metric, a lot of people want to be followed more than they are following. I get that. But again, on the flip side, if you are following people that inspire you, make you laugh, that push you to be a better person, follow as many people as you want. And also, I want to say on a side note, stop following people that make you feel crap about your career, about who you are as a person, about your fitness. Don't follow people that make you miserable when you look on your phone. So obviously, if someone follows you, check out their account. If it lines up with someone you want to follow back, yes, do follow them back. But again, if you don't follow someone back and then they unfollow you, fine, it's not worth it anyway. As creatives, we are emotive beings. So I think initially when someone follows you, you think, oh, I need to follow back because they've followed me and we all want to be liked. But at the end of the day, you want to follow people that sit right with you. So don't worry. If something's not feeling right with following them, don't follow them. And that's up to them if they unfollow you from that. And again, if you follow someone who doesn't follow you back, don't take it personal. And also with social media, depending on what time of the day it is, that person may not even be on the app when you do follow them. So then when they go back on in a couple of hours time, they've had other notifications. So long story short, don't feel bad if you don't want to follow someone back. Just follow people that you want to follow. Question nine is, should I have a website? This is a big question and it's quite hard for me to unpack all of it right now. So I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet. Long term, yes, you should have a website. This is your one stop shop to who you are as a business, as a personal brand, as an individual. It can showcase everything about you all under one roof. So it is that dream home. It is the magazine of your life. It is your shop however you want to look at it. Social media is fantastic, but if the algorithms change or they go down, you lose everything. You don't own it. Well, your website, you own that. That's all yours. And as you grow and develop as a business or an individual, whatever your website is, as you grow, you can build onto that dream home. You can add more pages to that magazine of your life. We have seen in the past when social media has gone down for a couple hours and on an individual level, you get annoyed when your post maybe doesn't get as much like. I've worked in marketing agencies before when social media has crashed and you've had a £2,000 budget advert going live that weekend and the first six hours of it, that particular platform isn't at its optimum. So the client's not getting the great value of money. So think how annoyed you get when social media is playing up. Imagine if you have invested thousands into a marketing campaign. So yes, get a website. However, there's two factors that obviously play on this heavily is A, your finances. And then B, do you have the aptitude to build it yourself or do you need to hire someone else? So if you are a fresh graduate, I understand you might not necessarily want to have a website because you're not quite sure where your career is going to go. You could end up going away on tour, on a cruise ship. If you are a producer, a journalist, presenter, you may get a job on a regional newspaper or on a radio station somewhere else to start with. So as time goes on, as your career develops and unfolds, think about getting a website. Think about how can you create this one-stop shop that showcases who you are. 
Again, don't worry if you don't have one to start with. If you do have social media, you will hopefully appear quite high up in a Google search because 92% of clicks come from that first page on Google. So you do want to get on there. Websites are fantastic and something I would recommend. I myself build websites for creatives and freelancers. So do feel free to reach out to me and even just bounce across the idea of are you in that point in your career when you need a website? And then if you are a journalist or a writer, and there are fantastic journal sources out there where you can kind of have a portfolio of your work. If you are on a subscription site as a creative such as mandy.com, Spotlight, Star Now, Backstage, things like that where you can have kind of a little mini landing page of your headshot of your CV that's great for now send people to that but as time goes on think about creating that website question 10 comes off the back of should I have a website I have a lot of people reach out to me to say oh I do have a website but it doesn't rank on Google or when I type in my name old photos or old showreels come out or an old dated profile on a subscription site they didn't realize they were still on comes up again this is a very big subject it all comes down to SEO which is search engine optimization. It's all about making your website more visible to the people who are using search engines to look for your product, brand or services. It's all about being found easy online. Again, if you don't have a website and you type in your name, you will still rank with your social media. Again, if you have a page on a subscription site or on your agents. But if you have a website, you want to have really strong SEO. You want to be found as quick as possible. So how it kind of works in a nutshell search engines have programs known as a bot or a crawler or a spider which when you type in your keyword or phrase those spiders will then follow links to websites containing them as they do this they will index website content and follow the links on that website to other sites if your website is yet to be indexed then you will not appear in that search result Google uses over 900 different factors when they determine the relevance of a website. So again, I'm not going to jump into this too much. What I would say is open an incognito window on your web browser and type in your name and see what comes up. Do you even appear on that first page of Google? Hopefully you do. There are ways in which you can improve your SEO. You will rank high for your name. So if you typed in Jamie Body, I will come up because I think I am the only Jamie Body now. It took a while for me to get up there because when I used to type in Jamie Body, it would be like Jamie Lee Curtis, Beachbody or Jamie Doran in 50 shades of grey body but i eventually appear hopefully you always rank quite high for your name in regards to seo however if you are typing in actress london actor london presenter london whatever it is you want to rank that's when you're going to find it harder but there are ways in which you can improve your seo for your website so you rank high for those search terms i do have a free 10 page seo download for creatives on my website jamiebody.com forward slash resources completely free do download that So those are just 10 questions that I get quite regularly and I wanted to try and dive into them a little bit on here. I'll be joined next week by Jake Wabey and we'll be talking about the importance of video and production in the industry. If you do get a chance, head to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote to vote for the business of show business. See you soon.